But I want to thank you all for joining me tonight. And let me just give you a little bit of background. Um, you probably saw what I had written that's on the community list. And my, theory, my thought was that we've had, we've all, been, you know, many of us have been around for a long time, some for a very short time. Um, but we've all become a part of the ACB family in one way or another. And I just thought that it would be nice for the, where we're celebrating the 60th anniversary to, I'm sorry, I'm just double checking to see if, I thought maybe a streamer had come in. Um, that I thought it would be nice to put together just kind of almost like a memory book of things that mean a lot to people that have happened through the years, whether it was something very funny, um, an embarrassing incident. I can come up with a few of those myself. Um, something that something that was just a very, very nice thing that happened at some point. Uh, something that was an, an incredible achievement that took place that you heard about and were very proud of during maybe a president's report at convention or... Um, something that your affiliate did, you, you know, or your local chapter did, um, that was a major accomplishment. You know, I know um, here in Maryland, we had some people um, doing a lot of work on pedestrian safety. And by the time they finished, we had over, um, Penny, you can remind me, it's at least 1,200 uh, accessible pedestrian signals installed, uh, ready to install in the state of Maryland. Yeah, I think uh, it was more than that. Was I wanted amazing. to say 3,000, but I'm not sure. I, I don't remember anymore, but it was yeah, pretty amazing. It was, it was, it was pretty amazing. And it was totally due to work by people like, um, Phil Strong from, who was started out as a, uh, as an intern in the ACB office, from Canada and uh, Charlie Crawford and Pat Sheehan and just a, a lot of people here in the Maryland area who got involved in that and worked with our highway department. And that was, it was an amazing accomplishment at the time. It still would be in this today. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, and so what I'd really like to do is I'm going to, I'm recording these calls and I'd like to do it tonight and next week. And if you want to keep an eye out on leadership or conversation, I may do a few pop-up Zoom calls, I'm calling them, um, over the next week for people who might not be able to make it tonight or uh, something like that, uh, have, other, you know, have other commitments, might be better for them during the day, um, just to call in and we'll just kind of do a recording of people's memories and then I will take them and edit it. Um, do want to keep it all in good taste. Um, the names will be changed to protect the guilty. Uh, <laughs> the innocent, excuse me. <laughs> um, oh, the innocent and guilty. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to kind of do our own story of, of how we've all been impacted by ACB through the through the years that we've been involved in it and whether it's years or months or days um, 
or decades in some of our cases. And so what I'd really love to do is just have people start by talking about something that was, you know, that, that occurs to you that, you know, you've kind of always thought about or just kind of remembered and maybe chuckled or had a bit of pride in it. And so if anyone would like to, I think what we should probably do is do hand raising so that we um, don't make the editing of this tape totally impossible for me. Uh, so for, uh, let me first thank Randy is with us tonight and he is um, our host. And so I'm going to have him just remind everyone, if you would, Randy, on how to mute and unmute and raise your hand and sure, all you can of that. Me, right? We can. Okay, great. So to raise your hand, if you are on a PC, it is Alt-Y. If you're on a Mac, it's Option-Shift-Y. If you're on a touchscreen device, it is, uh, you'll have to first... Uh, activate the more button and then locate the raise hand button. And if you've dialed in, it is star nine. Once you've raised your hand and you've been acknowledged, you'll be able to unmute. And if you're on a PC, that is alt A. Command shift A for those of you on Mac. Uh, using the button in the lower left hand corner of your touchscreen device or by pushing star six if you've dialed in. And if you are on a PC or Mac, you can also temporarily unmute by pushing and holding your space bar and keeping it down while you're talking. And then once you've finished, you can let go of that space bar and you'll return to your originally muted state. Thank you very much. And I'm looking at the list of people who are on this call. And I know there have to be some good stories here. So um, if you don't raise your hand, I'm up to call on you. But I'd love to have a couple of people uh, started out by raising their hands and we could get started coming up with some really fun and fond memories. Aha. Okay, Rick, you may unmute. Rick Belcher. Yes. There you are. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, back in 2018, the state of Missouri hosted the national convention. Indeed. Uh, I had gone to several national conventions, a couple, 2001, 2002. And, of course, me living here in St. Louis, I went to the one there at uh, Union Station Hotel. There's a special story behind this. It's kind of a combination of convention and love story. <laughs> I had a hunch it might be. Well, what happened was uh, back in the 90s, uh, I met someone. Of course, I wasn't a trainee there. I had been uh, there years before, but my I had quite a few fingers in the pie when I was in Little Rock. I lived there from 91 to 97, and I met Meryl Schechter in 1994. She was at LWSB. Both of us were involved with Toastmasters International, and she joined the Quasar uh, chapter of the Arkansas Council of the Blind when she was a trainee there. 
Well, the thing of it is, we were pretty close. Some people, uh, one particular uh, guy uh, once told me, he said, Rick, I hope you don't get mad at me, but I think you two would make a good couple. And it's not that I didn't agree. I did agree. Uh, But because of certain circumstances, that couldn't be. Well, fast forward to 2018, I went to the convention. Um, Of course, I stayed here at home. I took uh, transportation, going call a ride, going home and and to the convention. I didn't stay at the hotel. But I was in Regency C on the 2nd of July. Uh, We're getting ready for the FIA uh, showcase, which I performed in that. Uh, I am a blues singer. My music is blues with a taste of good old rock and roll. And I performed that night. Well, just before the performance, I was talking to Dave Trevino. And all of a sudden, someone bumped into me. And and she said a few words. And she asked me if I was someone, a certain person, in 1994. And I said, yes. And I said, I'm Rick Belcher. She said that was Meryl Schechter. And, well, that was a blast from the past. But anyway, uh, to make a long story short, we uh, reconnected, and I got on stage, and I sang, Big Boss Man, can't you hear me when I call? You ain't so big, you just tall, that's all. No Jimmy Reed blues. But anyway, like I said before, we connected, reconnected after so many years. Uh, we started going together in 2018. We got engaged on her birthday, November the 29th of last year. Uh, we do have a long-distance relationship. We do go see each other. Uh, we talk every day, and we've particularly done so with this pandemic and stuff. So uh, I just say we're going strong. Um, and like I said, it was... When I went to the convention, I had it in my mind this would be the last national convention I'd go to. I was pretty much, after 2002, I pretty much uh, stayed with the state conventions. But, well, when this thing was over with in 2018, I was saying, well, I said that this would be my last national convention I'd go to. But I don't know. (laughs) Of course, (laughs) 2019, the two of us were in Rochester, New York. But when I went to the convention, like say, I'm a widower. My late wife died in 2000. Um, I was not looking for love. I was not looking for girlfriends. I wasn't looking for romance. I wasn't really looking for nothing. It just happened to find me, and it found me in the form of a Merrill. And, and that and same Meryl is on our call here t- this evening. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I just oh, asked yeah. her to unmute. <laughs> and that's why I say, I can't, as the old Muddy Water songs would say, she's my baby, she's my baby, what a treat. Oh, I can't call her sugar. Oh, sugar never was that sweet. Oh, yeah. Meryl, if you would like to unmute and add anything to the story. You're more than welcome to. <laughs> she might not hear you. Yeah, I don't know. I've got to 
Yes, the technology something else. One thing I've learned, technology is good when it works. When it yeah, doesn't I don't know. Work. She's, yeah, it's still showing her as muted. Mm-hmm. But Meryl, if you, uh, so I'm trying to. Um, there you are. Oh, Terry, sorry. <laughs> you know, with this way the Zoom is now, it's a little tricky. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. Yes, um, Rick, everything you said is correct. And we are very, very happy and I mean, Rick is so understanding and loving. I have tears coming out of my eyes right now. But I just have never, Terry, met anyone like him. And he's just the most wonderful man in the world. And he just supports everything that I do in in ACB, all the hard work that I have been doing. And um, I can't thank him enough for that, for being so understanding. So, Terry... Thank you so much. And Rick, thank you so much. Welcome, sweetie. Well, thank you two so much. And I'm so happy for both of you. We thank all you. are. Thank you, Terry. We all are. Aww. It's just such a nice story. Thank we've you. had we've had a few couple a few marriages and relationships and such through the years in ACB and it's nice to have a rec- a recent one on now. Oh, thanks, Terry. Thank you both. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. And Rick. All right. Okay. Mute you. And who else is that was such a nice story. I feel like we should. I don't know. It's just so nice. Um, well, you go ahead and record that. Hey, that'd be great. It is. We we are recording. Now that's great. We are recording. So I will mute you now. Oh. And please tell me I muted you and not Randy. I think I muted Randy instead. I'm just not. All right. Um, Jerry, I see you have your hand up, but would you like to tell us for your favorite memory? Jerry, you may unmute. Jerry, maybe we'll come back to you. Maybe you get unmuted as as we go along. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Who else is willing to come forward? I'm going to start calling names soon because I can see a few people on here that I know have some good stories. And I, there was one in particular that I saw earlier, and now I'm not saying her name again. There it is right there. And she has her hand up. Jean Mann. Hello. Can you hear me? We can. And, uh, yes, we can. Okay. We're having major thunderstorms here. So if you hear a noise in the background, that's what it is. I'm well, still hoping that I, my, that I keep my electricity through this. <laughs> well, there's that too. Um, honestly, I've been to so many conventions. I have so many memories. <laughs> I don't know where to start. I could probably keep you on for the rest of the night. You probably could. (laughs) I'm sure I could. Um, 
but the first convention I ever went to was in Miami Beach. And I was like 23 years old. It was my first adult vacation. And the rooms were $19 a night. You can imagine that. <laughs> we stayed at a hotel called the, the Deauville Hotel. It was right on the ocean. And there was a saltwater pool. And I didn't know anything about meetings or anything. And I'm not sure I went to any the whole week. But I went out to the pool. And, of course, I'm blonde hair, blue eyed, very fair skinned. So I got really sunburned. So I went out the next day again and got more sunburned to the point where it hurt to put clothes on. And they had an auction. Um, I don't know who sponsored it. I don't remember. And I don't know what I was drinking that night, but I kept bidding on all these really stupid things. I bid on a thing of fudge. I bid on this, this stupid little radio. It was like a ladybug radio. And when you turned the volume up, the wings went up. And I bid on all kinds of stuff. And, um, you know, went through the week and we went out at night and somebody would bring a tray of drinks out. I don't know who it was. And we, you know, go in the pool and then we'd go in the ocean and jump the waves at like three and four in the morning. It was great. <laughs> and, and the last night of the, the, of the, that we were there, Florida was having their state convention. So they had a record hop and they invited us all to come. So I ordered a Coke and the waitress said to me, what's the matter? Can't you handle it anymore? She, she was the one that was on Monday night when I was uh, drinking and bidding on all the crazy stuff. <laughs> and she remembered me. I couldn't believe it. So uh, that was my first convention. Then I went to Utah the next year. A lot of the things I remember, well, that, besides some of the business that we did, before I started really getting involved in working on the convention committee and doing other things, I went on tours. And some of them are things I would never have done. I went to the Grand Canyon that was interesting. We went to the Grand Canyon and we stayed in this um, hotel. I don't remember the town, but wherever we were, the town had no water. And so they had to ship water in. So when you turn down the faucet, the, the pressure was like really, really low. And they said to us, if you're going to have a drink, just remember that one drink is going to equal two because of the altitude. And we were on the second or third floor. And I do remember I was a lot younger and thinner then, but you could feel the difference just going up those stairs. But anyway, the tour advertised that we would go to the rim of the canyon to see the sunrise. And the, the tour guide said to us, we'll see you after breakfast tomorrow morning. And I said, wait a minute. They told us we were going to go see the sunrise. So my roommate and I, I don't know, her name was Lisa. We were the two youngest ones on the tour. We went and we called back to the hotel and got a hold of somebody from the convention. And so they said, they're not going to let us go see the sunrise me totally blind. I want to see the sunrise. <laughs> so the next morning we went and we, we went for the sunrise and, you know, it was really cool because when we got there, it was cold and, and very still. And all of a sudden you could feel just a little bit of sun and then a little bit more. And, you know, people were starting to gather and it was just, I always remember that feeling that even though I couldn't see it, you could feel it. And by the time we left, the sun was out full force and it was warm and it was a great tour. And so there were plenty of those, those things. And the, the other things that stick out in my mind are the, um, the demonstration in San Francisco. I think everybody's heard about that, where we went to the I, You know, I'm not sure that they have. Well, we'll, t we'll I'll tell you a little bit then. In those days, we were fighting for um, detectable warning strips on um, subway platforms and curbs and... Um, <clears throat> 
just before the convention, a woman in Boston fell off a subway platform and she hit the third rail, which is where all the electricity is. Mm-hmm. So, so she had a stroke and she died. I don't know if she died. I think she died just before the convention started. She died Jan- about- June 10th. Okay, so it was just before the, yeah. Yeah. And then a few days into the convention, a woman from New York City, who a lot of us knew, um, fell off a subway platform in Penn Station. And um, the there was talk about going to, to demonstrate at the federal building in San Francisco. And so um, I was in somebody's room when they actually put it together in the middle of the night. And the next morning, we announced on the floor that we were going to go demonstrate because we wanted these um, pedestrian, these, um, these to be detectable warning strips. And we announced it. And within a half hour, we had two busloads of people. Um, some knew Pam, it was Pam Schneider, some knew her, some didn't. Um, she ran what was called vacation camp for the blind and in Spring Valley, New York. And so a lot of the people from the New York, New Jersey, you know, that area knew her. Plus she was active in guide dog users. So a lot of people knew her from there. And so even people who didn't know her got on the buses and we, we went to the federal building and we demonstrated. And then they invited seven of us to come in and talk to people there. And I know there was me because I was president of New York. Brian Charlson was president of um, Massachusetts. Um, Leroy Saunders was, was president of ACB at the time. Paul Schrader was um, the director of governmental affairs. Um, Oral Miller went in as a lawyer. And I don't remember, there were two other people that went in. So we went in and talked to them and they set up appointments for us you know, to talk to our people when we got home. And uh, I had never been a, a, to a demonstration before and I really didn't want to do that one, but I knew I had to as president of New York. And it was actually kind of exciting when we got there and, and actually did it. So eventually, you know, I'm not sure every place that should have warning detectable warning strips has them, but I love them, especially on like curb cuts and, and, um, and crosswalks and stuff, because it makes it much easier to know exactly where you should cross. So there was, there's so many other memories. Um, I don't know, you were at some of the conventions I was at. Does anything come up in your mind? Yeah, we started, our first convention we went to was in 1979 in Grand Rapids. Okay, I went to that one. Yeah, that was one where they were tearing the hotel down around us the last couple of days. (laughs) Yes, they were. Oh, goodness. But I think the, actually, you know, ironically, as I'm thinking about it, the very first two state I won't say state conventions. One was a state convention, but uh, a state activity outside of Massachusetts that I ever went to actually was a legislative seminar. And I want to say it was in 1972. Um, We had started Blind Leadership Club in Massachusetts and MJ Schmidt and Mary Ballard and Derwood McDaniel were all very busy mentoring us. And mm. so they talked, three of us, four of us, I think, I think there were four of us, um, went out to the legislative seminar that the New York, uh, that the New, that New York State was having out in Albany. Mm-hmm. We went there and, um, well, that's kind of, it was a, it, Eunice Fiorito basically was doing all of the legislative stuff and, MJ was 
doing all of the social part of it. <laughs> um, and so we were the new kids on the block. So she had she had the president's suite in the hotel and she put us in the room across the hall from her to keep track of us. And uh, that was, I think that was, I think my first out of state um, connection with ACB was, was in, was with the New York, with the New York ACB group. And uh, one of the things I always remember from that weekend is she also taught us what an eye opener was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when she came when she came in with the tequila sunrises the next yeah. morning <laughs> the time I, I got involved she was in chicago but um that's one of the things we talk about is that a lot of the mentoring that got done by the older folks to us younger people was done we didn't even realize it was happening you know it was done over drinks it was done over dinner um, it, it was it was just done in casual conversation, and they kind of got us involved, and we didn't even realize what was happening. With me, That's it started true. out with yeah. selling, helping them sell candies and cookies, and you know, because I loved doing that stuff. And the next thing I knew, I was on some committee someplace, and um, like I said, they would take you aside in the hospitality room and get talking to you, or say, you know, come on, we're going to go to dinner. You want to come with us, and and you know, get you involved before you even realized you were going to get involved. <laughs> that's true that's true and then actually when i went to work for acb um in september of 99 the first state convention that i went to um at that time also was i think it was also in albany was I also think- the new york affiliates nope, state convention yeah um, so i guess my great grand no my yeah, my great grandparents came in through Ellis Island and lived in Brooklyn. Uh-huh. Um, so I guess that's my though I always claim to be a Bostonian. I guess that is New York is kind of my uh, second set of roots. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I went to Las Vegas. I really hadn't been involved very much, and I went to the Las Vegas convention in hmm, eighty five, maybe eighty five. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I and I said to my friends, I'm not going to go you know, play any slot machines till, till tomorrow morning. I'm, I'm going to go in the room. I'm going to get settled and I'm going to go to bed. And I got off the plane. And the first thing you hear, of course, is the slot machines. <laughs> my room, and I said to my roommate, come on, let's go play slots. So <laughs> I'll, I'll unpack later. So the next <laughs> morning at seven o'clock in the morning, I got a call from the, I don't know if you knew Mac Young, McKinley Young. He was uh-huh. um, from Washington, D.C. He was a nominating committee person for, BitPi, which is now Bits. Right. In those days, um, the affiliates met the first half of the week, and then ACB, the general sessions, took place the second half of the week. So 7 o'clock in the morning, we get this phone call, and he says to me, would you run for secretary of BitPi? And I said, no way. I'm not going to get involved. (laughs) No way. And then a few minutes later, I called him back, and I said, yeah, okay, I will. Well, then they took me under their wing, and, and they, you know, took me everywhere with them, and I remember every break in the meetings, we went out and played slots. We were late coming back every single time. And, but they took me out for Mexican food. They took me everywhere. And um, I did get elected. And that's, that's when I said, well, I might as well start going to some meetings now, you know, <laughs> and, and that got me started. And then, then there was the, the elections in 87 where MJ was mad because um, Al Jenkins was going to run for second vice president. 
Oh, and yeah. He had just come over from California. The whole group had come over from NFB. Mm-hmm. Got from and she felt that he needed to pay his dues, that he hadn't been in the organization long enough to run for that high a position. So she, um, and she was mad at Durward because Durward was the one that put him up and Durward was running for first vice president. <laughs> so she got a whole group of people together and they put Paul Edwards up for first vice president. And I don't remember who for second. And Durward ended up running for a board position which they also had me run. I ran against Durward. <laughs> <laughs> and Durward won, of course. Um, but that was how all that went down, that, that, that she, was, she was mad at, at, at Durward for putting L. Jenkins up for second vice president. You did at one point, though, serve on the board, didn't you? L. Jenkins? I don't no, you, so. you, Gene Mann. Oh, the next year, yeah. The next year. <laughs> Well, um, yeah, it was the next year because that, that year in 87, I was on the Constitution and Bylaws Committee. I had told Grant Mack I wanted to serve on resolutions. Don't know why, what I was thinking there. <laughs> yeah. I think I had worked with Paul a little bit or something, and I found it fascinating. And, and he said, well, I don't have any room there, but I can put you on uh, Constitution and Bylaws. So I worked with Del Amon. And, um, oh, yes. And, and, and Gene Sanders and I were were on the committee and I don't remember who else. And so he had her read the old language and had me read the new language when we, for the amendments. And we got up there and when he, he uh, introduced us, he said, I've got my pair of jeans here. <laughs> nobody laughed. He thought it was a good joke and nobody laughed. <laughs> but anyway, so I, I worked that year. And then the next year, Karen Prezenka, um from Wisconsin was supposed to chair the committee and she got a new job and she couldn't come. So Otis Stevens was president at the time. And so he's, she said, well, why don't you ask Gene Mann to do it? And that was in Little Rock, Arkansas. And that's when I ran for the board. That's when I got on. Ah, That was on for eight years. It was a lot easier to get on the board then than it is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, yeah. I thank you, Gene. You're welcome. I'm sure you have other people. And, and so- I think I will. I, I, there are a few other people who... If they don't raise their hand soon, I'm going to start calling. <laughs> well, it was great talking to you, Terry. Same here. Thanks, Jean. Yeah. Um, I know somebody who has a very nice story. Penny, you want to tell your story that you told me today? Sure. Can you unmute me? You are unmuted. Oh, okay, good. I think. Um, that, that little yeah. sign doesn't come up in the middle of the screen anymore. Um. Anyway, hi. I don't know, um, but it, I don't know, but <laughs> I, I can. Hear I just want to say that you know, there's nobody who's going to top Rick and Meryl's story tonight or any time because that was a beautiful story. And Gene, I so loved hearing your stories too. You, you talked about so many people that just like pricked all the memories in my brain and a lot of those people I didn't know because I came to ACB later than you did by far but uh, those are wonderful stories thank you Um, the story I I was thinking about a touching thing about ACB and I remember we were at convention and I think it was like July the 6th and I can't remember who was at the podium um, but they announced that uh, the London subway had just been bombed. And of course we all were sure that it was a terrorist attack, which it was. But I just remember after that, there was just like 
complete silence in the in the general session in the room. And then everyone around everyone just started reaching out and hugging each other. And it just really reinforced what a family we are and how much we bring comfort to one another, you know, when things are bad and we make each other laugh when things are good, but we can, we can all bring comfort to one another too. And I just was thinking that was a really wonderful experience that so many people probably remember sharing in ACB. So Terry, this is a great show. I am looking forward to other people's stories. I am too. And I'm hoping that some other people are going to raise their hands so I don't have to be the wicked witch of the West here. It, <laughs> calling on people. Um, but I think we need uh, maybe a good funny story about now. And if you don't, if somebody doesn't raise their hand soon, I'm going to start telling stories. You could do that. You some pretty <laughs> <that's>, funny stories. <laughs> and that might not be the best thing in the world. Um, you know, ACB has had some, fu- we've had some fun times. We've had some, uh, Awkward times, shall we say? <laughs> we have. Um, <laughs> we probably. have so many characters in ACB, you know? I, uh, we do. We I, do. Think of, I think of Nola McKinney, uh, whom I just oh. adored. I, I don't know how she's doing now. I hope she's doing okay. I haven't heard from her for many years, but she was such a flirt. And I remember <laughs> one time walking into a restaurant behind her. And uh, she had this this very young, um, like the maitre d' of the hotel restaurant, who was taking her to her table, and uh, and she her hair was flowing. She had long I I don't I'm sure it must have been dyed, but she had long blonde hair, and she, she was definitely probably at least in her seventies. And she was flirting with this guy, and he was just eating it up. It was just I still remember that just thinking how enjoyable it was just to share space with Nola. Nola was a character. She was so funny. And she she would tell stories that, uh, like I said, this is going to be in good taste. So we probably can't tell. We can't tell any of Nola's stories. stories. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. But she would tell stories. Um, Probably the rowdiest one we can tell. I know there are some people here who probably remember. I'm going to do this one as tactfully as I can. Back in 198, and I'm sorry, not 19, in 2000, I think it was, um, we were at the Louisville Convention. And the dining room in the, in the Galt House had something that a lot of blind people were not aware of. Um, but it became, but boy, everybody found out about it really quick. It had two windows on one end of the dining room that actually looked out into under the water of the swimming pool so that you could sit there and just watch people swimming in the pool. And, um, it was, well, you know, all of a sudden when it's people that people know that are in swimming and they might say, oh, such and so is in, just did a great dive or something like that. We had a couple of people that several people knew at the time who um, got a bit amorous, shall we say, in the pool. 
and there wasn't you talk about audio description that description <laughs> that flew through that dining room like you would not have believed <laughs> and uh it was um I've heard people talk about that story even recently. That's uh, one of the first stories I ever heard about ACB when I first joined. You know, and, and I was thinking too of that. Speaking of romance, remember the night when Gordon proposed to Janice on the stage oh, of the FIA at, showcase? At the FIA showcase, that was just in so wonderful. That was wonderful. That was so sweet when he proposed on the right on the stage during the uh, Friends and Art showcase. Quite certain that was the year we were in Birmingham in 04. They were such a sweet couple together. They were. They really were. And, uh, and oh, that was just, that was so, I mean, talk about, that was one thing about ACB conventions. News could fly through those conventions <laughs> faster than the internet. You might call the internet the highway, the highway, electronic highway. Trust me, the blind highway convention. Put that to shame. <laughs> Everybody, anybody who wasn't at the showcase, which wasn't too many in those days, the showcase was always drew hundreds and hundreds of people to it. And anybody that wasn't there heard about it and was down at the door to congratulate them by the, before the show was over. True. That was That's just nice. such a sweet, that was such a sweet night. There were, there have been some great times. And there's been a lot of, you know, just so many good things that have happened. Now, I know that not everybody on here is shy. So I really would love to hear from some other ones of some other folks on here. Um, While you're waiting, I, I remember, Penny, your first convention as the, the Braille Forum editor. Mm-hmm. And I think we were in Houston. And we were. I came in and, you know, it was kind of no, we're in Louisville. where things were. And I went to, I don't know, left, went to dinner, whatever. And I was just getting in bed and you called me and you said, can you come down and help me with the paper? I need somebody to help collate. So I got Go dressed on. and came down and I worked in there a whole bunch that week because I always worked in there anyway. At the end of the week, a whole bunch of us went, I don't remember what the restaurant was, but there was some restaurant in the hotel, really nice restaurant. We all went out to dinner that Saturday night and you paid for the whole thing. I remember that very well. It was ACB did somebody <laughs> did, but we didn't. I know that. So <laughs> I remember. That I thought it was very nice of you to do that. Well, thank God you all saved me. You know, it was my first year in the press room, and it was so overwhelming. It really was just That's amazing. Uh, I remember Houston though, and I had my first guide dog, Glory, and Glory. Um, Glory was a wonderful dog, but she she had a few disciplinary issues. And I remember we were sitting in the lobby and just, and we, we it was a, a staff kind of that little mini staff meeting and glory saw another dog, like at the very end of a really long hallway, which I didn't even know. I couldn't see what was going on, but glory suddenly leaped forward. And then I totally lost the leash from my hand and she went, barreling down that hallway oh my god and i think it was nolan crab who who had the presence of mind to get her back it was just awful <laughs> very embarrassing for me as a first-time handler with with a brand new guide dog oh goodness we did have you know we did a lot of 
There were just so many good things that happened back then, too. I mean, we had, and that are still happening. There are still so many things. I know um, Penny and I, Penny and what you have to understand is Penny and I started at ACB on the same day. And she started as editor of the Braille Forum, and I started as membership and affiliate services coordinator. And back then, that was a very different job than it is now, um, in that among other among other thing, among among keeping all of the affiliates in touch with one another, I also worked very, very closely with um, the convention chair, who probably was one of my best mentors of all time, uh, Leroy Saunders. Leroy Leroy, John Horst and I did the first two conventions after I went to work for ACB together. And um, there's no one. There are very, very few people in ACB who I respected more than Leroy. But I'm getting way ahead of myself. At that time, Charlie Crawford had been executive director for almost a year. And Penny and I had started Melanie. Brunson at that time was um, governmental affairs director. I think she was doing advocacy and governmental affairs at that point. That, right. that, that had gotten that had gotten merged into one job that year, and she was doing that. And I remember us going out one night after work. We had been there about three weeks, and Sue met us and. Um, we all just went up to, there used to be, my favorite place in Washington was the porch on the roof of the Hotel Washington. It was, it had a cover over it and it was just all couches and the cocktail tables and that. And you could get a light fare up there and cocktails and it overlooked the White House and the, and the Treasury. It was right on 15th Street there, um, at, right by Pennsylvania. And we had been so busy from convention, from, you know, getting started working there. And it's two months after convention when everybody's still prioritizing resolutions and uh, cleaning up odds and ends from convention and everything else. And we went up there after work just to celebrate because we had gotten so much accomplished in such a short period of time. And um, back then, if anybody ever still has them, back then, if you went back and looked at news notes from the national office, <clears throat> was a piece that it's kind of like dots and dashes comes out now. Um, Charlie would put it out on what everybody was doing at that time. And that week, Melanie had testified in, at Congress had testified on something. I can't remember what it was. Penny and I, there had been quite a go-round with Rehabilitation Services Administration on a couple of different issues. Some had to do with Randolph Shepard. Some had to do with um, rehabilitation uh, and And services. Closing cases. Closing cases, all of that. And so Paul and I think it was primarily Paul 
uh, was president at the time, Paul Edwards. And we ended up that between Paul and Charlie and a, and a couple of other people, but primarily Paul and Charlie, we ended up developing a very, very good relationship with the commissioner of RSA at the time, who was Fred Schroeder. And he gave us, um, what did he, he just said he, to come over and talk to him about whatever we wanted to discuss. And we talked and to him forever for like 90 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say was it was so two and a half nice. hours. It was over two remember, hours. Remember how I was so intimidated. I was totally new to so many things. I was so scared of that interview. And he just put me right at ease. And he was so kind. I remember he taught me how NFB uses those really long canes. It was just really had a great time. And it was a really good interview, too. It turned out really well. It's like, a great, yeah, amazing. it's a great interview. I think if you go back and look at probably the November of 1999 um, yeah, Braille Forum, she had an article, she put an article in there. And at that time, I had been editing the vendor scope for Randolph Shepard vendors for about a year then. And uh, so I did an article in there. Um, it got kind of chopped up a bit by someone else who was on the publication committee, but um, it, there's still quite a bit in it. There was still quite a bit in it. Um, but we just developed such a good r- rapport with government agencies at that time. And within at the same time, we had also gotten them to agree to do a national vending conference. And so um, Fred Schroeder asked me if I would represent ACB on that, uh, on that committee, on the steering committee for that. And uh, so there was quite a group of us um, that did that. Julie Carroll was involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, a, um, I think Terry Camerdell was um there were people from like uh from the NFB version of RSVA, the blind merchants division. Um I actually ended up sitting at our original steering committee. I actually ended up sitting next to Mark Maurer and um passing him back his cup that he kept tipping over. <laughs> <laughs> he kept bumping it with his Braille note and it was uh, whatever his Braille device was. And uh this empty cup. And finally, I said, could I please throw that away? And he said, no, I want it. <laughs> and I said, okay, <laughs> go ahead, play away. <laughs> it was just kind of a fun time. But we got so, we, we, would, we were all just so amazed at how much we were able to do as a grassroots organization when you put the membership and the leadership together, how much could be accomplished. And there was so much going on in those days. It was, you know, it's, it was just incredible. And uh, this, I mean, not to, I'm not trying to take away from today, but it was just, it was just an amazing, I would say that the, um, I would say in a lot of ways, probably the most in my estimation, anyway, having been around since 1971, 72, um, I think the most productive presidency ACB ever had was the was the Edwards presidency. We got a um, lot done. 
Well, yeah, audio so description. much done to, yeah, the audio descriptions, safety, the pro act meetings. Um, we, the we there was a lot going oh, on ADAG. Yeah. Now there was so much that, that got done in those days and, and there's still a lot being done. There is still a lot being done. And then, and I think some people here on this call tonight are a part of that. And, you know, if any of us can ever give anyone a hand on, I'm not saying that we were experts at it. We made plenty of blunders too, <laughs> but we, but we were always, you know, we were always willing to everybody. We always knew people who were willing to pitch in. And when people are that way, that's when you have success. Yeah. And now I'm off my soapbox. I promise folks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness. Well, let's we need one more story. Somebody please give us a story that isn't upset and give Penny and I a chance to unmute. <laughs> to mute, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. Ah, I see another hand up. And oh, it's Merrill. Merrill, if you want to unmute again. I've hit the ask to unmute, so you might be able to just tap that and it should undo you. Oh, uh, Zoom meeting. There you are. Okay. Terry, I have, just like Jean said, I have so many stories too. And I knew a lot of the leaders that she and you have been talking about. And, but I guess um, one of the stories was that I got to actually meet. Derwood K. McDaniel one time at one of those wall-to-wall parties and somebody's <laughs> and, <laughs> and he told me that I had the potential of being a great leader in ACB and I thought oh my god and that's what inspired me to apply for the J.P. Morgan Chase Leadership Fellow which I received that honor last year and since then I've been doing so much but it would take all night to talk about it but <laughs> so it's just been an incredible, incredible ride. And, and, and I'm learning so much and still continue to, to learn. And, you know, now being the vice president of the state, you know, it, it, I'm learning a whole lot. And I, I just want to thank all the leaders for just imparting all this knowledge into me. And, and I'm listening to all the calls about, you know, what's going on with the resolution, the amendments, everything, and participating. So thank you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. All right. We have a few more minutes. Um, I'm going to call on somebody very shortly, I think. Uh, Okay. Jane from the Cape. There oh my God! What do you want, darling? <laughs> we want to hear your ACB experience. Well, I'm a first time. I don't have any good stories. I like know, those. I know. So that's exactly why I called on you because oh. I would love to hear something that something that's stuck out to you over the past year or so since you've been involved. Well, I think the camaraderie, um, finding people. 
um, being being in touch with everybody that um, it's just it's just so welcoming. I can't believe it. I have belonged to other organizations, and everybody respects everybody. There's no clicks, which I don't like, and everybody respects each other's opinion, whether they like it or not. And I just I just wish I had rejoined a long time ago. I put it on hold because of some other issues, but. The one thing that I really took away from National Convention, and I really would like to get more involved, is the transportation. I learned more about um, the different signals and how to cross differently, and about everybody's into roundabouts, which they don't like, and they're on my page. I don't think roundabouts work for, for blind individuals or visually impaired people. As a matter of fact, I was on a transportation call last night, and I had dots thrown at me even though it was through the phone. <laughs> but as my dad always taught me, up in, he's up in the sky now looking down, you want to be part of the solution, you have to be part of the problem. And when you get involved with any kind of town or state or national advocacy or governmental issues, you have to have thick skin. Not physically, literally. And if you can dodge the bullets and make your passion known, then you've made, the, you've made part of the... Um, solution. But I can't wait to meet everybody. I want to meet everybody in person that I've been in part with. I know sometimes I get a little chatty, but I just love this organization. You know, it's just a wonderful, wonderful organization. I've connected with people through other people that I haven't seen. Oops, who says seen when you're visually impaired? <laughs> haven't been in touch with for a very long time. Well, I thank you, and it's been great getting to know you as well. And um, and well, that, you never that's know it. who you're going to meet. It's a it's a large world, but it's a small world, you know. It is. It's a very small world. For those of you who don't know, um, Jane doesn't live far, too far from where I spent summers growing up, and we kind of have um, mutual acquaintances, shall we say, <laughs> <laughs> that have nothing to do with blindness. They have to do with my uh, taking a leaky rowboat down into the, trying to get it into the Cape Cod Canal and the Harbor Mass and I not liking me. Like on Saturday, I said, how's Harry doing? And he said, who's <laughs> Harry? I said, your uncle, your great uncle Harry. <laughs> How do you know him? I said, oh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> said, I'll buy you a glass of wine and you can tell me. I said, okay. <laughs> uh, well, thanks very much, Jean. Thank Have you. a great week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, I thank those of you who have contributed tonight. Tonight, um, I'm going to do this. I'm planning to do the same thing next week. So that's your homework assignments for those of you who <laughs> haven't uh, who haven't spoken up tonight. I really think that we can do something really, really meaningful and very much appreciated by our membership if we can put this together and. So I really would love to have all of you give me some input. And if you know someone else who um, it can't be on the call on Friday night, keep an eye out this week. I am hoping for, I know there are some people that this is just a bad time for them. Um, Friday nights, at, which is really only four o'clock in uh, California and on the West Coast. I'm going to try doing a couple of 
I'm calling them pop-up, pop-up Zoom calls um, over the next week. And they're not going to be on Cindy's list. What they'll be is I will just put something out on leadership and on conversation and some of the other lists just saying, I'm going to do a pop-up Zoom call in an hour. Anybody that wants to join me is welcome to. And let's get some more stories that way. Uh, you know, and so everybody just kind of think of something. And I really hope that everyone will participate um, because I think we can do something very special for ACB this way. It'd be a nice way to give back just and to kind of have something for the future. Um, and so I want to thank you all. I'm sorry that we couldn't stream this evening. I'm not sure what happened with that. Yeah. Um, but I would imagine we'll be back again next Friday night on Media One. And uh, I know I had gotten an email earlier um, asking me about the streaming. And they were supposedly getting everything straightened out. But And I thought it had been. Um, but that was a few hours ago. Actually, it was several <laughs> hours ago. So, And I want to thank Randy for being with us this evening. Oh, not and, a problem. And I especially want to thank all of you. And I really, really hope that some of you come, that all of you come back next week with something that we can just, you know, it doesn't have to be long. It could be two sentences, just something that you remember, you know, something that when somebody says ACB, something that pops into your head. And with that, I'm going to say good night to all of you because we are after eight. And, uh, I thank you all again for being with us tonight. Have a safe week, and hopefully everybody's weather straightens out a bit.